This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. And welcome to a new episode of The Simpsons Did It. I'm your host, Stephen Skolansky. And I'm your co-host, Robert Skolansky. And this week, we're going to get a bit naughty. Ooh. We're, we're doing The Simpsons Did It After Dark. Ooh. It, uh, so I guess if you're uh, younger than 18, keep listening, because it's not yes. that naughty. No, no, no. I mean, I, mean, I do put... <laughs> as uh, a warning that this uh podcast is explicit and not meant for children you know anyway but yeah. but this episode is gonna get kind of raunchy kind of dirty yeah um there's there's an oil spill so i mean we we did oh, man, uh those oil spills throw, throw some chicks and bikinis in the oil and let them wrestle wait it's not that kind of oil <laughs> no. is it no oh man well, well, part of this episode gets kind of dirty. Yeah, um, I, I'm not. I don't know how I feel about the B plot. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk. We'll talk as we yes. usually do. Yes. So, uh, so yeah, this week, um, the Simpsons split up. It's really weird. Yeah. It's not often you get you know two different stories where you know someone goes one way. The other people go another way. Especially in the early... Well, I mean, you only moved twice, but they were all in the same location. Yeah, exactly. They didn't, uh... But they like, didn't, like, jump around or anything. Especially was... especially in the earlier seasons, they didn't. I, I feel like in the, the later seasons, they do more of this kind of stuff, but, uh... Maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess in the later ones, they're kind of, uh... Doing whatever, doing whatever they want to do, but uh, yeah. But around here, around Springfield, they. Uh, but yeah, I, I do like the fact that we're gonna. But learn Steve, some new, do you put the boing things. in Springfield? <laughs> oh, we do. <laughs> we do put the boing in Springfield. Okay. So uh, this episode, uh, season eight, episode five, is Bart after dark. Because uh, the lights go out in Springfield and it's dark. No, no, no. There's yeah. something, something a little bit more sinister about uh, Bart no, After Dark. Long word, risque. <laughs> risque, yes. Sorry. <laughs> sinister? Uh, I don't know. Town doesn't seem to like it. Um, that doesn't date. make it sinister. <laughs> uh, air date, November 24th, 1996. Recap. Bart gets a job at Maison Derriere, an after-hours club of ill repute, much to Marge's chagrin. Yeah, which she doesn't really find out until, like, two-thirds through the way of this episode. Yeah, but she still doesn't like it. Yeah, that's fair. She's very upset that he got a job. I don't think that's why she's upset. I don't think that's why he's upset. She's Bart upset. is underage. She's having underage labor. It's wrong. It's not about where he's working. Yeah. It's about what he's doing as a 10-year-old kid. No, it's... 
All right, so chalkboard gag. None. Zero. Zilch. Nada. That's because the couch gag lasted for like five minutes. Sure. Not really. Um, it seems couch- like it. It seems like it if you see how it's written out. Yes. Now your couch gag this week. The family rushes in, and they all pose like the Beatles on the album cover of Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. We see Homer as Paul. All of Springfield is in the living room. Well, most of some them. Of, I mean, some of them. I don't know if uh, any well, had, one I mean, particular there was one is well, there is Sideshow Bob, there is Bleeding Gums Murphy, there is Dr. Marvin Monroe, Princess Cashmere. I mean, they had a yeah. few. They had a few. Yeah. And among the characters in the background are the older versions of The Simpsons, hearkening back to their early days on The Tracy Ullman Show. You know, it's funny because when I when I read that, I was looking for them. I don't know why it took me so long to actually see them in the, <laughs> the video. Yeah. It was weird. I mean, they're right there front and center on the left side of the couch. Yep, and in the foreground are the head of Jebediah Springfield statue, Blinky, a bottle of Simpson and Sons Pantin revitalizing tonic, a happy little elf doll, which is which is awesome. Yep, a bowling ball, a Buddha statue that resembles Homer. I wonder if that's where my little Buddha statue came from. It must be because I don't remember it in any other episodes. So we'll have to keep our eyes out. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Okay, I was wondering if they just made a Homer Buddha statue, or if that actually came from an episode. And yeah, seems like seems like that's definitely possible. Um, several cans of Duff, because I mean it's Homer. He litters. Yep. Various food products and donuts that spell out Simpsons. Yeah, I really enjoyed this couch gag. I, I liked it. They put a lot of work into it. It shows. It's really good. Now the funny thing is, so if you guys didn't know this. Um, but as of the recording of this episode, The Simpsons just aired episode 750. Uh, so congratulations to The Simpsons on making our jobs even harder. Um, <laughs> but we had the cool thing about this episode is we had a full blown intro for like the first time. Oh, in, in ever. In the last like five seasons of The Simpsons, the first time we got a full intro where Homer is at the plant, he has the the rod and and all this stuff, and we they drove through Springfield. There were you know ton of characters. You got to see see almost every Springfield character ever on the show. Then they had the couch. They did the couch game, very similar to this, where they had a bunch of you know you know people. They do a chalkboard gag. They must have if they did a full one. Yeah, it was full. Full blown. It was crazy. Man, that's, crazy. That's insane, man. For 700, like, 750. That's great. I'm glad they did that. So again, it's not often you get to see a full blown uh opening anymore. I know. So congrat once again, congratulations on The Simpsons for making our podcast go even longer. <laughs> oh man. Uh, so this episode, we start out with, uh, Bart and Lisa watching some TV as they do and, uh, Itchy and Scratchy come on and then all of a sudden the TV just turns off and Bart and Lisa scream at home where they're like, Oh, dad, V-chip, 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 which I, I, I guess like the V-chip is supposed to be something like, like in South Park, in the South Park movie where uh cartman has the v-chip installed so that doesn't let him say bad words 
So it recognizes well, the genes for like yeah, violence, violence and, and anything I'm guessing. Well, the V chip is kind of like nowadays your parental control where yeah. if it's, you know, TV 14 and under, you set it for a certain thing. Yeah. I didn't know it turned off your TV. I didn't think it I had that, that capability. I don't think it's supposed to, especially in the, well, I mean, maybe nowadays with like technology, it might do it, but like in the nineties, no, no, I think it was meant to either block out the channel yes. or, or like overlay something on the cable box saying, Oh, this is the rating on this is wrong. Yeah. You shouldn't be watching it sort of thing. Yeah. Um, it's weird. It's weird that the TV turned off. Yeah, I just turned turned clean off, and but yeah, Homer's like, oh, sorry, sorry, I forgot, I, I we had this V chip installed. Yeah, why our... would they even have the V chip? I don't, I don't know, or why they even? Well, I think all cable boxes came with a V chip. Uh, the Simpsons are I think you, the I think Simpsons aren't rich enough up, for though. cable. Yeah, you're right, but they, but they stole the cable. Either way, they have it. <laughs> yeah, but then it's free cable. Sure. So yeah, as Steve said, Homer's like, oh my bad. And turns back on the TV just in time for Bart and Lisa to watch Itchy and Scratchy in Good Cats, Bad Choices. And so uh, the episode starts out with uh, Scratchy appearing on a talk show and dabs his eyes because he's like crying um, and he's sad. And the caption on the bottom of the screen explains, says mouse friend mistreats him. <laughs> I don't yeah. think you're, fr- I don't think they're friends. Uh, he mistreats them. That's true, but I don't think they're friends. Uh, and we see Itchy's backstage with a bottle, and his caption reads, feels he is the victim, because obviously he's the mouse, and he's the, the, the Jerry. No, Tom was the cat, right? Yeah. Jerry was the mouse. So yeah, he yep. feels like he's the Jerry. Because mice are always the victim, right? Sure. Um, uh, although, Itchy... in the, although in Itchy and Scratchy, I think the mouse just hates the cat and wants yes. to destroy him. Correct. So Itchy breaks the bottle and walks on stage. The camera cuts back to Scratchy. Uh, the caption at the bottom of the screen now reads, doesn't know slashing is imminent. Uh, and then, <laughs> but somehow Scratchy is able to see the caption and his eyes bug out. As Itchy advances, the audience applauds. Just as he's about to drive the bottle into Scratchy, the cartoon is interrupted by a special report. Oh, man. I it's hate like, when uh, I hate when uh, TVs oh, do that. You know. Okay, so here's the thing. I'll tell you as I, I I've seen it how it works um, with special reports. If the special report happens during network, like prime like prime time, if you're watching like ABC, NBC, those channels, if the special report comes through during that time, there is literally nothing the TV station can do. <laughs> because the the TV sh- ep- the TV shows are run through network, and so if, if ne- so network automatically interrupts themselves. Now, if there is a special report during, uh, say when network isn't on and there's a program running in syndication or like the local news is on, then they choose to interrupt network. So, I mean, this is obviously on a local channel. It's running during network hours. And so that sucks because they missed the end of Itchy and Scratchy and probably will never see it again. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> uh, trust uh, me, was... I've been there. I, I Now, I hated it when local news interrupts primetime. 
because then you miss out. And that that happens usually during like election season. Well, I mean, weather's the biggest during the summer. Like I'm yeah. watching, you know, I'm but watching that's different. something. But that's different. Usually their whole thing is if people are in danger, they will cut in. No, I, I get that. But like yeah. I'll be watching a Simpson episode <laughs> or something on Fox. The yeah. weather weatherman comes in saying there's a tornado that's going to destroy you. And I'm like, who cares? Go back to the Simpsons. I'm going to die anyway. Who cares? You don't have to warn me. If I'm going to die, fine. Let me watch the Simpsons and be happy. Uh, no, that's not how it works. Oh, okay. Um, and so uh, Homer thinks the special report. He's like, ooh, did somebody find my keys? <laughs> yeah, nobody's going to. It's about him. It's all about him. Nobody's going to break in to be like, yes, Homer Simpson, we found your keys. No. Uh, and so we get Ken Brockman and he's like, Kent Brockman at the Action 2, uh, Action 2 News. That's where I work. <laughs> at the Action News desk, uh, a massive tanker has run aground on the central coastline, spilling millions of gallons of oil on Baby Seal Beach. Okay, before you continue this quote. Yes. I would like to say that there is no such thing as a central coastline. Correct. Also, there's no such thing as Baby Seal Beach. And also, this is probably a reference to the XN Mobile spill. Yeah, so so I was going to get to that. Yeah, the, the, a lot of the episode's plot is based on the best little whorehouse in Texas. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Never seen that. No. Nope. guessing it's from the 1950s. Probably. Uh, the, the oil spill is a reference to Exxon Valdez oil spill. Yeah. And the sea captain is shown to be drunk at the helm is a reference to Joseph Hazelwood, the captain of the Exxon Valdez, uh, who is accused of being intoxicated. Interesting. I mean, I feel like there should be rules. Uh, oh, oh wait, because of him, are. there is. Because yeah. of him, now there is, right? That's so dumb. Uh, anyways, <laughs> so Lisa's like, oh, no. And Homer's like, it'll be okay, honey. There's lots more oil where that came from. I don't think Lisa's upset about the oil we lost, Homer. I mean, that's my 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 concern when that happened was where where are we going to get gas from? The, all the oil's going to uh, be gone. No, not really. We have we have plenty of gasoline, although for now. But uh, we should probably you know change our ways. But that's neither neither here nor there. Yes, and so. As Steve said, uh, the, the we see the sea captain who is drunk at the helm, and Kent's like, and he's because uh, he's like, reports say that the captain was drunk at the helm. Those reports were later confirmed. So they they said something, then confirmed it. That's not how the news is supposed to work. You're supposed to confirm then report. Oh, it's, it's not how that works. Oh, uh, and, that? Then we, I, and then I love how we see we get footage of the sea captain who is driving the tanker, being drunk. And then uh, he's like, I'm in a lot of trouble. Hey, you, you want to take a, do you want, you want a hundred dollars to take the blame? And then like, doesn't he like fall off the boat or he just kind of falls down or he just ignores the reporter. Yeah. He just ignores Uh, him. And so Ken says people are already helping. And the first ones as always are movie stars. That was quick. That was that was quick for people to show up to help clean. Like it yeah. literally just happened, and then people were there to this central coastline. Yeah, because because uh, I mean, if they, I mean, it was all those Hollywood stars. I mean, they, I, I thought it was West Coast, but it wasn't Exxon. Was that was that, that West was Coast? Alaska? 
That was, that was Alaska. Alaska. Yeah. 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 It kind of looked very Alaska y too. Yeah, yeah, it did. Um, and so uh, uh so we see Rainier Wolfcastle is cleaning a seal, and he's like, It's not about the publicity, it's about cleaning off gunk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure, Rainier. Because in the last or in you uh in the Homer They Fall, he was uh part of the prostitution scandal in Hollywood. Yep. Yeah. yeah. I was actually Funny thing was, I was like, man, is uh, Troy McLure going to be there to uh, help his publicity for banging fish? But he never no. showed up. I was kind of sad. I was hoping to see some Troy McLure. He's not or a they, big enough celebrity. Or is Phil Hartman already dead at this point? No, he didn't die until 97. Okay, so he theoretically yeah. could have still shown up. Yeah, so Lisa tries to convince Marge to take uh, to take her to clean animals at the you know the oil spill Marge is like we're not driving 400 miles to clean animals and Marge tells Lisa you know what you can stay here and give the dog a bath or trim the cat's nails and then Snowball too walks through the kitchen on its nails that is so familiar I uh at we like that's how we know when we need to cat, cut our cat's nails is when you hear clinking <laughs> along our hardwood floors. Uh, and I'm sure the cat hates it. Oh, he does. He does not like cats. Don't like getting their nails clipped. I mean, I'm sure a few cats probably are I lazy feel like enough cats to just don't like getting touched outside of like if they ask <laughs> for attention. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, so uh, you know, Lisa keeps pleading with Marge, and she's like, "You can make it uh, my birthday and Christmas present." I, you know, our mom will do this to me. I don't know yep. if she's done this. Oh, she does this all the time. Like, for Hanukkah, she'll be like, oh, this will be your Hanukkah birthday present. And then she'll still buy me a birthday present. Yep. Because she forgets that she did yeah. the, the birthday and Christmas thing or Hanukkah like, thing. like, I spent $500 on you. This is your present for both the things. No, you celebrate one and you celebrate. Like, because she buys Elliot all sorts of things for both. Yep. That's because well, he's way more important than the both of us. I mean, you're not wrong. He's he's carrying on the the uh, he's carrying the genes into the future. Yep. <laughs> um. So March uh, March uh, reminds Lisa that she used up her birthday and Christmas present on the peach tree in the backyard that she doesn't even use anymore. <laughs> how do you even use a peach tree? It's a tree. Who this plays how, around? No, trees? no, 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 no. Lisa tries to convince Mars that she does play with her tree. By going out by the tree and singing and dancing around it. It's like, oh, look at me on my peach tree. So, it's a tree. Why would you buy a tree for a child? I, I don't know. And where is this tree now? All that, down because of, Lisa... all that we know is there's the hammock tree in the backyard, which this tree, this peach tree doesn't exist anywhere because Lisa doesn't use it. Apparently, okay. Next time we see the backyard, my my only thing is I was like Homer has you know he's sitting in his hammock and we yeah. see the the head part of the hammock is no tied that's to... a lie because there's also the treehouse tree. No, no, no. I know there's there's two trees typically there's three or there should be three. Yes, because there's the two that the hammock is tied up against. Yeah, and then and then the the treehouse tree, but yes. it seems like the peach tree tree. Is like dead center in the in the middle of the yard. Correct. So obviously, after they get back from uh, cleaning these animals, Marge rips up that tree and says, "You know what? <laughs> we don't even eat the peaches that fall off this tree." <laughs> but yeah, millions yeah. of peaches, peaches for me. Yep. Anyway, and so 
Marge, uh, Marge gives up and says, all right, fine. We'll go clean the animals. And it just seems like they needed to give Marge and Lisa something to do this episode. Well, they, they, to drive the, the plot, yeah, I was going to say to drive the plot, they needed at least Marge to get out of the house. Yeah, they had to figure out a way for Marge to get out of the house. And, and they, they figured it out. Lisa, they took Lisa with her. Yep. And so Marge packs up the station wagon and gives Homer instructions. But I like how he talks over. Marge tells Homer, he's like, the cat needs its medication every morning. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Okay. And the furnace is giving off a lot of carbon monoxide, so keep the windows open. Uh-huh. <laughs> and Homer says... The cat in the furnace. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, great. And Marge just looks at Homer and grabs Maggie out of Homer's hand. He's like, I think Maggie's going to come with us. And that's the last time we ever see Maggie. Yep. Um. So, and she's like, if anything happens, just uh, use your best judge. Just do what I would do. <laughs> Does that happen between you and Shay at all? We're like, you're watching... Elliot and and she's gone, or are you guys pretty good at at handing out equal punishments? I mean, Elliot's usually pretty good, but yeah. usually we're usually on the same page. That's good. Um, no, you're not you're not a Homer. I'm not a Homer. Good. No. <laughs> um, and then you know Homer and Bart high five as Marge, uh, Lisa, and Maggie drive away. I mean, I I yeah. mean, I we kind I think we did that when Mom and Dad left the house. We're like, yes. Yeah, but this is a little difference. I mean, this is a little difference because it's dad and son. Yeah, I know. I feel like, you know, I feel like growing up. I guess I was always happy if dad mom left us alone with dad because dad usually just slept on the couch and pretty much got to do whatever. But I was going to say, I don't, I feel like there weren't too many times where like mom and I went somewhere and left you and dad alone or like vice versa. Like, I feel like that hardly ever happened growing up. I feel like. If mom went somewhere, the rest of us did. Yeah. I don't I mean, know. But, here, but here's the problem. We would have started. It was usually Sundays. Like, Sundays yeah. when fo- during football season. Well, but dad was home by himself. She didn't leave no. one of us with him. Sometimes I'd stay with him. Not always. No, sometimes. Yeah. But, like, I feel like, but here's the problem. If mom left us home alone with dad for a week. We would probably eat out every night. Yep. Because dad, because dad does not know how to cook. He burnt a pizza. I don't know if you remember this. Yes. All right. So <laughs> Homer's like whole week, just father and son. See you at dinner. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, they both start walking away, whistling. And Bart's like, what time? You know, I don't know. Shall we say 10? <laughs> All right. Just wake me up. <laughs> so apparently Homer is just going to go nap for the next uh, eight hours. Yeah. I, I, apparently those, I didn't realize they were gone for a week. Yeah. Man. How did you long, miss that? That's a, that's a long time <laughs> to leave Bart and Homer home oh, by yeah. themselves. I mean, yeah. look at the last time Marge went to Rancho Relaxo, look what happened. Yeah. Did yeah. she learn? Nope. Okay. Apparently she just didn't learn. So Homer and uh, Homer and Bart uh, are now eating their dinner at the dining room table while watching the TV that they put on the table. Cause yeah, they dragged it in from the, the living room. But, they and... have, but we learned that they have TV dinner trays. Why aren't they in the, yeah, in that's the living less room work. just well, eating there? I mean, because Homer's a moron. I, 
Why would they do more work? I don't know. Should they do I, less work? You're right. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's work. <laughs> Bringing that TV around the house, which they t- tend to do quite a bit. Yeah. Seems like way too much work. Well, I understand, like, if, like, one of the kids is sick in bed upstairs and they want to watch TV. But, like, in this instance, yeah, take out the TV trays, set up at the couch and eat dinner. Yep. So, uh, we see Bart getting ready for bed. And Bart's like, Dad, do I have to brush my teeth? I was like, no, but at least you rinse your mouth out with soda. Oh, God, that's the You hear the, yeah. hear the soda can opening. Oh, my God. As long as it's caffeine-free, he'll be fine. I don't think it's caffeine-free because it's Buzz Cola. Sure. Um, so we see, now we cut back to Marge, and uh, she gets to the beach with Lisa, and Lisa runs out saying, I'm going to clean a seal and save an otter. <laughs> and then we see a volunteer come by saying all the animals have been reserved for celebrities. I don't think that's they, how that worked. Yeah. But okay. They, they, no, 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 no. Celebrities need that good publicity. So, yep. uh, so <laughs> we see Wolf Castle, uh, walk by with a bag full of 104 pounds of sandpipers. Uh, all cleaned off. What are or, sandpipers? Are I those... think, so remember the Millhouse episode or the, Summer of four foot two, and he pets the thing. He thinks a dog. He's a doggy. I think that's what those are. Sand, no, those are the sandpiper. A sandpiper is uh, in the bird family. Why did he throw him in a bag? Yeah, family <laughs> of birds. Oh, here we go. Sandpiper. Sandpipers are a large family, Scoliopsidae of waders. They include many species called sandpipers as well as those called by names such as Curlew and Snipe. Ah. So, like, Up. Do you remember yeah. Up? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Just a big bird. Got yeah. it. So, Lisa asks if there's anything else for uh, them to clean, and the volunteer's like, there's rocks. Lots and lots of rocks. <laughs> I would have just left. Why are you still there? Oh, no, no, no. Marge's like, dude, we have rocks that need cleaning at home. Exactly. So why do they stay? <laughs> Because they drove 400 miles, man. They got to do something. Go if on you vacation. Drove 400 miles. And it was something you didn't want to do. I go do just... something else or leave. I guess. I still, I guess we still don't know what city they're in. No. I mean, they're on an ocean side, so. Are they? They're in the central coastline. Sure. Was that the Mississippi River? I guess. <laughs> Uh, I didn't know oil tankers went down the Mississippi. Didn't know that either. All right. So now we cut back to uh, Homer laying on the couch and finishes off a beer and throws it into uh, the, the trash pile floor. <laughs> yeah. God, so, are they lazy? They apparently they just can't get up. And so the mess on the living away. room floor includes a box of donuts, a carton of eggs, an orange juice jug, paper bags, a book, an envelope, a half-eaten candy bar, a pizza box, and Homer's bowling ball. <laughs> so do they go bowling and then they got back and Homer's like, ah, I'll just throw it in the trash heap. Yep, exactly. Uh, but uh, now see, this This is ex- identical to when Marge went to Ran- Rancho Relaxo. Yes. Like the exact same thing happened again. <laughs> Come on. But uh, Homer tells Bart that the house is a mess and they should uh, do something. Yeah. And Bart suggests garbage angels. Yeah. Because you might as well have fun. And so they both jump into the garbage and make garbage angels. 
I mean, I mean snow I... angels are fun, but gross garbage angels are great. Gross. Uh, so, so then Bart and Homer fall asleep in the trash. They must have been so tuckered out. Yeah. And Bart wakes up and tells Homer he needs some fresh air, which, yeah, yeah if I was living in a trash pile, yeah, I think I might need some fresh air too. Yeah. And I uh, asked if he could go to the park. And Homer asks if he has to get up. And Bart's <laughs> like, no. It's like, uh, you just, uh, go ahead, leave. <laughs> All right, fine. Cool. Oh, my God. That's hilarious. So Bart goes to the park. To hang out with Nelson and Milhouse. Uh, and they watch Milhouse fly a remote control <laughs> plane around. Cause I mean, that sounds like so much fun. Considering it's Milhouse, the one flying the plane. But but they wanted fresh air, so he, he, yeah. got, he got what he wanted. Yeah. And Bart complains to Milhouse that he's bored, obviously. And, uh, and Bart's like, Milhouse, just make the plane crash or, or something. Milhouse says, level <laughs> flying is the supreme challenge for a scale model pilot. You know, I've I, always wanted, like, a flying helicopter. I don't know if I ever really wanted an airplane, but I've definitely wanted one of those, like, remote control uh, helicopters. Yeah. Because we had one when we were, when I worked at Radio Shack. They sold them there, and we cracked one open, just because, yeah. why not? And yeah. flew it around the store and crashed it into things, which was a lot of fun. But I've always wanted to own one. Yeah. I don't know. Well, we had remote-controlled cars growing up. Yeah, but now it's all about drones. Who yeah. would want a remote-controlled helicopter or an airplane <laughs> when you could have a drone with a yeah. camera on it to go spy on people? Yeah, that's illegal. Oh, right. Sorry. Don't go yeah. do that. Uh, so Nelson grabs the remote out of Milhouse's hands and fly, uh, flies Milhouse's plane. Um, and so, you know, Nelson... You know, he wants to do shit with it. So he flies it at Ralph and Martin, who are in a paddle boat. <laughs> Why those two would be hanging out is Yeah, weird. that was the weirdest combination. Yeah. And so Martin Martin and Ralph, you know, try to paddle forward and then stops the and then they stop the paddle boat. And Ralph's like, I'm paddling backwards. <laughs> That's why it stopped. <laughs> and you can't, uh, you can't do that. So the plane gets closer and closer, and Martin and Ralph abandon ship, and the water isn't even that deep. It only goes up to, like, their ankles. I'm surprised that paddle boat even works. Well, they're light. They don't weigh anything. Still, like, it didn't seem like it was <laughs> deep enough. Yeah. And so, uh, and then we see Smithers and Burns are out at the park having a picnic. Aw, cute. Uh, and Burns tells Smithers, it's like, you know I don't like being outdoors. There are too many fat children. And then we see Ralph and Martin <laughs> running at them. I mean, that's fair. And so, uh, so then Milhouse's plane goes, you know, it's flying up Burns, but Smithers jumps in the way and the plane bounces off of Smithers' head. So that, that model airplane is pretty light. Uh, pretty light, cheap. But it, but it also has like a actual propeller on it. Yeah. I mean, Smithers must have a lot of uh, uh, gel or something. Gel in his hair to to make it solid to hit it like that. Yeah. So the kids run after the plane and it lands on the roof of a fenced off house. And Milhouse is like, thanks a lot. Now it's stuck on that haunted house. (laughs) Nelson's like, I heard a witch lives there. And I was like, I heard a Frankenstein lives there. (laughs) Frankenstein. Uh, That's, that's the name of the doctor. Uh, Milhouse, Milhouse then replies, you guys are way off. It's a secret lab where they take the brains out of zombies and put them in the heads of other zombies to create a race of super zombies. 
I like to point out that this may be a reference to the Resident Evil series. Uh, no, that's the T-Virus. That has nothing to do that's with removing true. brains out of anything. You don't know. We don't know. Maybe they did. No, it was all okay. the T-Virus. All right. So Bart rings the doorbell. And no, no, no. Vo- you forgot Nelson. Nelson's like, that's, oh, that's the house? house? <laughs> oh, yeah. Apparently uh, that is a rumor going around the <laughs> elementary school that there's a house like that that exists. Uh, but it's weird that Nelson's, I guess he's kind of dumb enough to believe that sort of thing. Yeah. I was trying to trying to figure out, you know, because Nelson, Nelson's like, oh, witch lives there. I'm like, does he believe in witches? I Like, I it's slightly weird. Yeah, I guess. He's a kid. Uh, so Bart rings the doorbell, and it's one of those, like, speaker doorbells. And the voice on the speaker tells them to go away, no children. And as we'll learn, for good reason. Uh, so Bart uh, climbs up a tree and gets on the roof and retrieves the plane. Bart's got some moves, man. Yeah, he's uh, very agile. Yep, and I, so I had a I had to watch the, this particular part of the scene like five times to make sure I heard Bart right. So Bart, like, because there's like a little like picket fence thingy at the top. I don't know what those are called, but like on the top of the roof, and Bart dances on top of that, saying S U C C E E S. That's the way you spell success. Uh, <laughs> you you know, I but, I thought he spelled success right. But then I rewatched it a few times. I'm like, no, he said E E S. Yep. Oh. Now, now to now to Bart to Bart's fairness, he made a really good rhyme. He thought yes. of that on the off the cuff. Yeah. He just uh, didn't realize that his spelling was slightly. It still off. would have been fine if he said E S S. Oh, maybe. But he is he is not S M R T. I mean nope. S M A R T. He is not. <laughs> Um, and so as Bart is dancing and singing, he falls off and slides down the roof of the house, hits a statue off a column. It's a gargoyle statue. Yeah. Uh, and it breaks when it hits the ground and Bart hangs from the column. <laughs> I'm going to die. Well, so no, cause then he, so he's hanging off. He's like kind of freaking out and a caterpillar walks over for Bart's fingers, causing Bart to lose his grip and laugh. Saying he's going to die. <laughs> yeah. And then Bart falls to the ground, landing in a bush. Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't think I've ever, ever snuck onto a, anyone else's roof to grab stuff. But I know, no. like, all the tennis balls and basketballs we ended up throwing up on our roof. Oh, yeah. We got the ladder out. Uh, well, usually I just climbed onto I did some pretty stupid shit when I couldn't get a ladder out of a garage. Or the garage was closed sometimes when we were, like, playing basketball. And I didn't want to... Uh. Go inside. We never so got like, the basketball stuck on the roof, though. Yeah, we did. It usually got stuck right behind the the backboard because uh, it didn't roll just right. Or tennis balls, like when we were playing baseball balls, or yeah. something. Yeah. But like when the garage was shut and we couldn't, you know, couldn't go get a ladder or anything, I would yeah. put a chair up on top of oh, the that's... table to climb yeah. up on that to climb yeah. up on the roof. And mom saw me doing that once and got really <laughs> upset. Cause, well, yeah, because you could fall and kill yourself. I mean, I jumped off of our roof when I was done because I thought it was okay. Look, I thought it'd be safer to jump off the roof. How are you still alive after all the stories I've heard you tell me over the years? <laughs> well, not like not not our second floor roof, just the the, the garage level roof. Under it the doesn't grass. matter. How are you still alive? Because I'm awesome. <laughs> <laughs>
But anyway, but anyway, I thought it was safer to just jump off the roof than yeah. it would be to attempt to get off the roof onto the chair that's on the, the <laughs> patio table. Oh my god! So yeah, I I I, I pulled a few barts in my day. Clearly, um, then we, but then we see a lady grab Bart by the ear. And Milhouse like, it, it's the witch! Run! And all the kids, you know, run away, because yeah. I mean, she does kind of look witchish. She's old. I mean, she's not a young, young lady. I mean, she's yeah. been around Springfield for years. Um, And then the lady, lady brings Bart home, and when Homer hears the doorbell, he yells, just a minute! And you can hear him, like, walking through the trash. <laughs> oh, my God. And, uh, and when, when Homer answers the door... He's uh, he's uh, just in his uh, garbage bag. He Bell's like, your son was trespassing on my property and destroyed a very valuable stone gargoyle. And are you wearing a grocery bag? <laughs> I have misplaced Please. my pence. <laughs> Bell's like, I'm not going to press charges, but I assume you'll want to punish him. And Homer's like, yeah, appreciate the suggestion, lady. But he hates that. And I gotta live with them. And Bart's like, you're the man, Homer. <laughs> yeah. So bad. God, Homer's a terrible parent. Yeah, but it's also Bart. I'm sure Homer's tried to... I mean, look. Okay, let's put it out there for just a split second. Homer actually can punish Bart and do it well. Remember the Itchy and Scratchy movie episode? Oh, uh, yeah. Bart couldn't see the Itchy and Scratchy movie. He was he was a, a 40-year-old man that was a Supreme Court justice. Yeah. Homer can punish Bart. Come on, Simpsons writers. Yeah, you he have, can. You're but only here's the thing. Just because you can, in. No, just because you can do something doesn't mean he has to. Sure, but he can be good at it. The problem is Homer literally has no leverage in this situation because of all, all of the garbage in the house. Yeah, sure. And Bart just goes, well, I'll just tell mom you, you trash the house. Yeah. Uh, and the lady tells Homer that if he won't discipline Bart, then she'll come back and speak to his mother. It's <sighs> like, oh, oh no. And then Homer says, Homer says he says uh, he runs to the house and discipline. Uh, he runs a house of discipline. Oh, yeah. Sorry. It's like, ma'am, I run a house of discipline, and the boy will be disciplined. Disciplined he shall be. <laughs> yes. And Homer and Bart go inside, and Homer tells Bart, I don't know how to punish you. It's like, how does Marge usually punish you? She makes me taste beer. <laughs> oh, Bart. <laughs> Give me a little, <laughs> Give <me> a little <laughs> credit. <laughs> and, uh, you know, garbage comes out of the grocery bag. Homer is currently wearing as pants. <laughs> yeah. No credit. Yeah. No credit at all. He's just like his dad. Because remember in uh, the Hellfish episode where uh, Abe's suspenders wouldn't stay up? Yeah. <laughs> uh, funny things just always seem to happen. Yeah. And so Homer brings uh, Bart to the lady's house and tells Bart, you're going to do chores for her until the uh, you paid back the damages you caused. And Homer says, it's called responsibility. And then Homer drives away, but runs over the mailbox that's in the front yard. <laughs> and he's like, ah! and then drives away even more. <laughs> he's gone. Yeah. And so Bart rings the doorbell and uh, at the Mason Derriere and Bell answers the door. And Bell's like, come on in, Bart. It's like, oh, I can't believe I got to spend all my free time dusting doilies in a smelly rundown dump for a creepy old witch. 
and Bart pulls back a curtain showing the interior of uh, Mad- Mason Derriere, and he sees a large room filled with uh, people watching a chorus line show, drinking and gambling. And Bart's like, lady, I gotta tell you, I have been grossly misinformed about witches. <laughs> yep. And I, I do like that. Uh, a couple of people we do see in the crowd, we see Disco Stew. Yeah. And we see Lionel Hutz. Yeah. So that's that's pretty fun. Yeah. <laughs> and then we cut to commercial. Yeah. <laughs> okay, back from commercial. Um, so, you know, Bart's like, wow, man, what is this place? And Belle's like, I prefer to, uh, not to be called man. Yeah. <laughs> My name is Belle, and this is Mason Derriere. That means the uh, back house. So she's <laughs> not wrong, because Derriere in French obviously means, you know, but. And then yep. Mason is another word for house, I believe, also in French. Yeah. Yep. You're right. And I, Bart I don't speak if, French. Yeah. And Bart asks if, Belle, if she's having a party, and she's like, yep. Non-stop. <laughs> I want non-stop a non-stop party. party. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, that's, I, I don't think, I, 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 I mean, maybe Racine had a uh, house of ill repute. I'm not sure. I mean, now they're basically called strip clubs. Uh, no, strip clubs have always, re- no, this is more of a burlesque house. I don't think they do a whole lot of nudity. It's oh, more maybe of the outfits. Okay. I, I've never been to a burlesque house. I've never so. been to one either, but that's what I feel like is the difference between like a strip club and a burlesque house. Now, don't they have, they still have, I think, burlesque houses in like Vegas. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they do. I mean, I mean, technically there could be a burlesque house around you. You might not even know it. God, that must be that one house on the corner. <laughs> Always looking weird. So Belle explains to Bart that she owns a burlesque house, a private club where men can play cards and see a show. I so mean, if there's, of... no, if there's no nudity, who cares? I mean, look, yeah. you got casinos in Vegas that have their little dancey shows while you gamble. I mean, yeah. So a dancer comes up uh, saying one of the dancers can't find her dice and Belle pulls out a dice bra, much to Bart's amazement, out of like a box of bras. Yep. And uh, Belle says children aren't normally allowed in, in in the house, but because Homer was so insistent about it, Belle made an exception. So, <laughs> I like, mean, how else, want... but, but how else was Bart supposed to get punished? Because, like, obviously I'm assuming she expected them to pay her back for the gargoyle. Well, she said she wasn't going to press charges. I mean, I don't know. I mean, Bart could theoretically be punished at home. No TV or... But Something, she wouldn't know. But how, would Bell, but how would Belle even know that uh, that Bart's getting punished then? Well, that's the she weird, never. She yeah, never. I mean, that she never asked for thing, proof. No, yeah. no, no. But that's but that's the weird thing. I'm like, was she actually expecting Bart to come back? Like, what was she actually expecting the punishment? I know because she's like, I'm not going to press charges. Just discipline your child. And Homer could have been like, All right, I'll discipline him. She walks away. They close the door, and Homer's like. All well, right, he kind, that's the he end kind of, of basically did that. Aside from him saying, "Okay, what's your punishment going to be?" Like literally, the only way, like it, like the only way, you know, Homer did anything was because Bell was like, "Oh, I'm going to talk, come back and talk to his mother." Like literally, still, what was she expecting though? Yeah, and that's kind of now that I think about it, that's kind of a major hole in the plot. Yeah, um, and so. uh 
Bart's like, Homer is tough but fair. I'll start <laughs> sorting through these bras. <laughs> Bart, I mean, Bart's just coming up with his own jobs. Yeah. Uh, Bell says that that is a little too advanced for Bart. And has Bart unclog a sink instead. I don't know. I feel like the sorting the bra thing might be less advanced than the unclogging a sink. Bart's not a plumber. He doesn't know. He can make it even worse. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. So Belle shows Bart to his next job. And uh, she's like, when you work the door, the main (laughs) things are to greet the visitors, toss out the troublemakers. Or it's like, ah, the old greeting toss. No problemo. <laughs> well, Bart's, I mean, a, Bart's a bouncer now? Apparently. Well, he's the doorman. Yeah. And so, clearly, like, there's some time that has passed a little bit, because Belle's like, uh, she's like, I wonder how I ever got along without you, Bart. I mean, Two days? I mean, Marge has gone a week, so maybe it's been like, well, but no, how, but how like, long? how long did it take to trash the house? Well, maybe an hour, but yeah. But like the other <laughs> thing too is, Bell clearly was getting along just fine without Bart there. I know. Like, <laughs> it's just it's this part is just, like it's Bart, funny, but Bart but has Bart has a certain suaveness. That is true. He's very charismatic. Yes. So Bart sits at the greeter stand uh, when Abe walks in, uh, and Abe puts his hat on a on a coat rack. Turns around, sees Bart, turns around, grabs his hat, and leaves. And that is a meme, everybody. Yes, that is definitely a meme. That's a big one. There's a lot lot of episodes, I think, coming up with, like, memeable moments. Oh, I mean, in this episode alone, I think there were at least five of them. Really? Because this is the only one I remember from this episode. Yeah, there were a few. I didn't jot down any of the other ones, but there were definitely a few. Well, this is, like, a major meme. Yep, yeah. Uh, and then so, but I love how like, so Abe leaves, but then he comes back to open the door and he's like, is your name Bart? And Bart's like, uh-huh. It's not said. And, Abe, and then Abe gets all upset and asks Bart if uh, Homer knows that, that Bart is working here. Bart's like, Bart tells his grandpa, it was Homer's idea. And Abe's like, all well, right. Okay. Comes in, puts his hat down. And he's like, I'll have a whiskey sour. It's like, Man. hey, as long as, as long as Homer knows that you're here. Yeah. Good enough for me. Abe's got some good taste in drinks, man. A whiskey sour. That sounds good right about now. Yep. Uh, And so now we cut back to our B story at the beach. And uh, Lisa and Marge are uh, kind of finishing up cleaning when Lisa's like, I feel unsatisfied about cleaning the rocks. And I think I know what it is. And the tide comes back in, splashing more oil on the rocks. Yep. Why would you be like? How long do they sit there cleaning those rocks? Yeah, I mean, you probably shouldn't at least after okay. the first time you would just leave. Yeah, I mean, okay, the animals I get the animals you yes. can clean, get out of the way, yes. and then you clean your beach and your shore and and whatever. The actual rocks, if you're gonna like, obviously you have to make it safe for people to be there again. Yeah, but but you wouldn't do that portion of it until the actual ocean like the oil spill itself is contained yeah yeah that's that's just weird so uh marge tells lisa they made a commitment and they need to see it through no no you don't i can yeah you're volunteering hey look 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 look. i volunteered for a comic-con once and i was supposed to be in the con helping out the celebrities i was on date was it day two on day two, they're like, oh, Steven, we need you over a weapons check. And they left me there and never came back. And I'm like, 
<laughs> yeah, nuts to this. I, I do remember the last con we did in Madison, we just kind of like went into the showroom to do the, the, the celebrity stuff and they didn't say anything. Yeah, because we just felt like we belonged there. Like, we, we were all suave about it. We were like, yeah, we were told to come help yeah. out. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. But no, so, like, they, they told me to told me to go work Webbits Check and left me there. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, nah, it's not what I signed up for. Bye! Because I, I think the first two cons we did in Madison, I did, like, line stuff for a little bit. And then I'd go into the showroom and, and help out. But, like, yeah, it's much more fun to do uh, the, the autograph lines because then you get to see the, the celebrities. Yep. Um, and so, but yeah, but like the other thing too, is like, I could commit to murdering somebody. doesn't mean I'm going to follow <laughs> through on it. Like just because you make a commitment to something doesn't need, mean you need to see it through. Um, uh, sometimes you should though. Like if you commit to get married to somebody. Yep. Well, I mean, even then it just, I guess that depends on the relationship. So the volunteer comes back to say it's quitting time and tells Lisa March to head over to a tent where they are having kelp burgers, which I feel for, I, I feel like Lisa would enjoy the kelp burgers because she's a vegetarian. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, I was really weirded out. She's like, Oh, we're going to have kelp burgers and we're going to have this like stand up comedian. No, no, no. Guy. They were going to watch a tape of Johnny Arvik, right. who is an Eskimo comedian. Sure. So but... I feel like the kelp burgers for Lisa would have been fine, but whoever this Eskimo comedian that's where, like, no, we're done. We're out. What's wrong with Eskimo comedians? What do they got? Are they racist? They don't like Eskimos? No, he's a comedian who's an Eskimo. So? Maybe he's just a bad comedian. Maybe he's just not funny. They ever heard? They never, oh, come on. Like, they've ever heard of him. <laughs> come on. I don't know. Come on. But I feel like Lisa would have stayed for the Kelpburgers. I feel Correct. like she would have. Probably. Um, so Marge and Lisa drive away with Lisa telling Marge to go faster. I'm like, boy, I mean, she just really wanted to get out of there. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, it, Marge, Marge would probably hate the Kelp Burgers. Yeah, but it, I, it's crazy. I mean, Lisa's just, okay, I'm done with this. Yeah. I'm out. I'm out. I'm done. Get out I of here. I don't blame her. I, guess, I mean, I would have. It, it yeah. doesn't seem like a Lisa thing. That's, that's more what I was kind of getting at. Um. So then we come back to... Uh, the burlesque house and bell gets out the phone and the guy who uh, warms up the crowd got hurt and you no know, parts kind of just sitting there and asks, well, who's going to do the job? Ah, whoever fits into Mel's suit. <laughs> Whereas like, eh. yeah, all it's right. Bart size suit. Yep. And uh, so then Bart's up on stage um, being the MC, uh, yeah. reading, uh, reading some jokes. And he's like, have you heard about the nudist colony? I couldn't go go there because I couldn't get the wrinkles out of my birthday suit. And the crowd's like laughing and Bart's like, what? Huh? Right. I feel like I feel like when I saw this episode as a kid, I didn't get that joke either. Yeah, I mean, 90, I, was, I mean, 90s. I was 13. I, I might have. Yeah, I was were, nine. I was yeah. nine. I probably should have known. But I mean... I didn't I, I, like as at nine. I really wasn't like that up on my like adult humor. Yeah, oh yeah. And so then Bart reads a joke about uh, Adam and Eve being bookkeepers and how they invented the loose leaf system. <laughs> God, that's a terrible <laughs> joke. And the crowd laughs again, and Bart's like, eh, "If there's a if there's a ba- uh, if there is a bad bookkeeping joke, I hasn't heard it." 
<laughs> so that one he got? I did, well, um, I mean, it makes sense. Yeah. Like, it's um, uh, the loose leaf. I mean, it makes sense. Yep. And it's so a terrible that was, joke, but it <laughs> makes sense. That Homer's watching TV by himself, and he's like, and the TV says, it's 11 o'clock. Do you know where your children are? And Homer's like, uh, <laughs> for the last time, no. <laughs> so the whole, uh, do you know, uh, it's 11 o'clock, do you know where your children are? Uh, was a frequently used public service announcement by TV stations prior to their local PM news programming. So I'm assuming yeah. that's the East Coast. Yeah, it's like, I told you last night, no! <laughs> <laughs> so Bart's been gone for a couple days. <laughs> yeah. So we're, we must be coming up to the end of that week then. Yes. That, that margin, margin Lisa are gone. Yep. And supposedly Maggie, that we never see yes. do anything. Again. Correct. Ever. They left her in, in Alaska. Yeah. Or wherever they drove off to. Um, so then Homer drives to the burlesque house looking for Bart. Because, yeah, I mean, look, at least he's trying to figure out where Bart is. He thought maybe, oh, he's going to be working at this house during the day. Yeah. And doing stuff. Not, you know, not be gone at 11 o'clock at night. And uh, Homer drives to the burlesque house. And uh, he's saying... Yeah, he has to say that he has to be up at 6 a.m. to swipe Flanders' newspaper. No, he goes into the house and he's like, Bart, where are you? Where are you, Bart? And then he's like, I have to be up at 6 a.m. <laughs> to steal Flanders' newspaper because that's what he does. Yep, because he doesn't pay for his own anymore, apparently. Yeah. And so Bart, uh, Bell brings uh, Bart and apologizes to Homer for keeping Bart so late because yep. he's a great he's a great help around the burlesque house. He, she didn't want to let him go. Yeah, and uh, then a new dancer starts uh, uh, her performance, and Homer's Homer sees, and he kind of forgets that he's talking to Bart. She's like, "Um, yeah." So hi. I believe that is Princess Cashmere. That is Princess Cashmere, who was introduced in Homer's Night Out. So apparently, she got fired from the uh, the. Well, I guess she was just a a dancer, uh, a dancer that got hired to go to bachelor parties, but. Yeah. Hey man, Mason Derriere found her and was like, "Hey, you want a permanent permanent gig? We'll give you a permanent gig here at the uh, Mason Derriere." Yep. And uh, you know, Bell says that she likes boundaries and rules, but Homer's already gone. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah he's not paying attention anymore. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't know if I've ever done that where I'm like someone's trying to talk to me and I get like so distracted. <laughs> I guess yeah, that's more cell phones these days. People, oh yeah, uh, trust people me. Are, you put, try talking to someone, they pull out their cell phone and they're gone. Oh yeah. Like, oh, I, I'm aware. Very dad, aware. Dad. He's gone. Well, I have friends like that too. Yeah. And then uh, she also mentions how hard it must be to be a parent these days with all the gangs and drugs. And Homer, Homer walks into the show and is like, yeah, of course you need the drugs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's great. Homer, oh, like this episode, Homer only wants to hear what, what he wants to hear. Correct. Cat and in furnace. Got it. Got it. And Bart, uh, Bart tell, tells Bell that Homer didn't pay the cover. He's like, that's okay. We'll count him tonight. We'll start a tab on him tomorrow. <laughs> so Homer, they're, they're just assuming now that Homer knows that the burlesque house <laughs> exists, he's going to be back. Yes. Oh, okay. Makes sense. Yeah. Um, so Skinner walks in. And he doesn't quite notice that Bart is the, the doorman. Yeah. And Seymour asks uh, Bart, you know, a few questions about, you know, is this girl working? 
Um, get my flowers. Yeah, she get my flowers. And then he turns around and finally notices Bart. He's like, oh, I thought this was the Air and Space Museum. <laughs> yeah, sure you did, Seymour. Sure you yep. did. Uh-huh. So then uh, Homer's back at the back of the house. Yep. And uh, doorbell rings. Yep. And he answers the door and sees uh, Ned and Maude Flanders and Reverend and Mrs. Lovejoy standing there. And uh, Homer's like, Ah, this isn't going to be about Jesus, is it? <laughs> <laughs> Typically, when all four of those people show up, that's about yeah. the reaction you're going to get. Yeah. And Reverend Lovejoy's like, all things are about Jesus, Homer. Except this. Your son has been working in a burlesque house. And then Miss Lovejoy's like, Principal Skinner saw him, saw him with his own eyes. <laughs> and then Skinner pops up from behind Reverend Lovejoy. He's like, that's true. But I was only in there to get directions on how to get away from there. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> sure. Yes. Uh-huh. How do I get away from your blessed cast? Yes. Uh, you yeah. turn around and and walk away. Yeah. Homer admit, uh, it's yeah. And Homer is like, I knew Bart was working there. <laughs> yeah, I already knew that lady. But, Tell me something I don't know. And Ned Nat tells Homer he's just as permissive as the next parent and explains he let Todd. Uh, by Red Hots with a cartoon devil on the package. Okay. The, Jesus freak. Uh, but Ned can't believe Homer would think it's okay to let Bart work at a burlesque house. Honestly, he's he's 10. Who cares? I know. Uh, well, okay. He sh- I care because he's 10 and he shouldn't. I mean, if he was just doing chores around the house, but he's actually doing work for the house. Like, yeah, that can get a little dicey. And Homer says, if I want my 10-year-old son to work at a burlesque house, then Homer Simpson's (laughs) 10-year-old son is going to work at a burlesque house. And the group's like, fine. And they walk away, and Marge is back from her trip cleaning off rocks. And she looks tired. Yes. And Homer notices Marge, and then he trails off, and then he's like, you're going to hear a lot of crazy things about about Bart working at a burlesque house, <laughs> mainly from me. <laughs> and Mar- Mar- so uh, so then we, you know, they cut back to the inside of the house. They've, they've settled in and Marge is holding a matchbook with the Mason Derriere written on it. And Marge just can't believe a place exists and their whole, uh, uh, believe such a place as this exists and their whole, and their wholesome little town hat and marge was like homer did you know it was a burlesque house when you sent bart to work there and homer's like no i only learned that four days ago (laughs) okay all right hold on hold on so day one they make the mess yeah day two bart finally wants some fresh air and you know so so marge lisa maggie leave they eat dinner that night the next day they trash the house okay Bart wakes up from his nap, goes to the park. So I think that the the first full day was was them trashing the house, going to the park, and Bart ruining the gargoyle. And then the second day is when he sends him back. Okay. So he learned the third day. Okay. All right. Because now it's been like a week. Yep. Yeah. Now yeah, it's yeah. been a full week. So he learned the third day. So, man, a lot of shit happened in 
48 hours. <laughs> yep. And so Marge is like, what were you thinking? Sending Bart to such an awful place. And Homer is like, I was trying to punish him exactly like you would. So in a way, you really dropped the ball on this one. This is your mess, and I'll be damned if I'm going to clean it up. Homer is not mess. But here's the thing. Theoretically, well, not even theoretically, Homer did the right thing. Bart broke something of hers. He's like, you're going to go work it off because that's what you do. Like, if a child, like, goes somewhere, obviously not, like, a store or anything, but, like, if your child is at somebody else's house and they break something, you're going to make them do work to pay it off. Yeah, but I never understood that. Okay, look. Because they don't have money. Well, no, okay, so look at it like this. Okay, so let's say I throw a baseball and it breaks my neighbor's window. Yeah. And they're like, okay, you're going to do chores in my house. Until this is paid off. Doing chores at a house doesn't pay off anything. They're not earning money by me doing anything. They're just going to use their money to pay for the broken window. But they're also punishing you for breaking their window. Now, if it was an accident, I mean, but like, okay, here's the thing. Let's say you decide to visit me here in Green Bay with Elliot Elliot and Orshay. And Elliot breaks something in my house that's of value. Not only am I going to make him do chores, I'm going to make you pay for the damage. But then what's the point of Elliot doing the chores? To learn a lesson and not break shit that isn't his. Especially <laughs> if he did it on purpose. Now, I'm not saying he would do it on purpose. Elliot's a good kid. Although, although making someone do chores as a punishment is actually probably the wrong thing to do. Correct. You don't want to teach kids that... That doing chores is a punishment thing. You yeah, want to make when they grow up, chores. they're not going to want to do chores. Exactly. Because like yep. I don't make my bed. <laughs> Great. Is that because mom like... punished you? You're punished. Probably. Go make your bed. What? <laughs> You're punished. Go make your bed. Well, like mom would make me clean up our like mom would make me clean up the room. Kind of like I think in my mind as a kid, I saw it as a form of punishment because like mom would always yell at me to do it like if she's like hey you clean your room we'll go get ice cream i'm gonna go oh shit i'm gonna get rewarded for something hell yeah i want to clean my room but it was always like clean your room or you don't get to do this yeah 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 you don't want to make doing things as a punishment yeah because then kids aren't just gonna want to do it so but like i don't know and this yeah it's it's weird. It, it is weird that, but this you know, punishment Bart liked. This was this was Bart probably by far one of Bart's favorite punishments. Oh, absolutely! It was a great punishment because <laughs> he got to see half naked women. Yep. Yeah, yeah. He he hit puberty this week. Yes, he did. <laughs> and so, uh, so Marge goes to you know visit their burlesque house to see what's you know to talk to Belle because you know maybe she could talk some sense into somebody. And Belle asks what Marge wants, and Marge is like, all right, you need to shut this down and move out of Springfield. Uh, No, that's not how it works. (laughs) Yeah. As long as nobody (laughs) is having sexual intercourse in that house, it's perfectly legal. Um, Because most states have, you know, laws against prostitution for some stupid reason. Um, So Belle asks Marge if she is serious, and Marge is like, well, Springfield doesn't want a place like this. 
And Bella's like, I think I know what Springfield wants. And she's not wrong. And Marge is like, yep. well, I've lived in Springfield for 37 years. Bella's like, what's your point? I've been here for 52. Yeah. And Marge is like, well, I'm third generation. How would that make it any better? Like, Bella's <laughs> lived there longer. Bella's like, yeah. I'm sixth generation. Yeah. My whole family's <laughs> been running this burlesque house under your nose for so long. Yeah. And Marge yells at Bella to get out of town. And Bell explains that they're, they are as much as part of Springfield, like the church or the library or the crazy house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And Bell says, I'm not going anywhere. Neighbor. Yep. Not going anywhere. Uh, so Marge says uh, sleazy entertainment and raunchy jokes will never be as popular as sobriety and self-denial. <laughs> <laughs> uh sure march yeah sure they will yeah and march continues and says that bell is about to learn the two most dangerous words in the english language are marge simpson yeah you don't want to pay i feel like this episode marge and uh kyle's mom are are very <laughs> very similar people in this uh but steve do you know the two greatest words in the english language what default default yes <laughs> um yeah so marge goes out outside and hands a valet ticket uh for her car which you can see so yeah. you actually see it yeah and she but she called it a pink 87 wagon no it's orange it yes homer's car, homer's is, car pink. is pink and, and it's not, not a, a wagon simpsons get your shit together I mean, this is, this is actually, okay, look, if it was an animation error and, yeah. and, and it was like, she was like, oh, I want a pink sedan, like an 87 yeah. pink sedan, but the picture outside was her, her wagon. Yeah. Okay. That, that makes sense. But the actor had to actually read the lines unless, well, okay. The, the, the word pink and wagon would never be in the same sentence. It would be pink sedan or orange wagon. The year is irrelevant at this point. Yeah, nobody cares about the year. <laughs> yep. So I, I just, I that's just that's just frustrating. Now, yeah. now, during the opening sequence, it's still not even a wagon. No, it's a car. It's a, still a sedan. It's ridiculous. Come on, Simpsons. Let's 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 work this out. Let's go. It's yeah. season eight already. Let's go. Um, and so we see a Springfield town hall sign tonight, town meeting tomorrow, town meeting bloopers. <laughs> so maybe they videotaped it and they're going to yeah, show the bloopers from the town hall meeting. Maybe. Uh, so then mayor Quimby talks and says, after being in the area for two months, it is not feasible to build a super train from Springfield to Aruba. Much to the crowd's disappointment. <laughs> I love how the fact that Quimby takes off his sunglasses and he has tan lines. <laughs> he only went to Aruba. He wanted to see if he could work this thing out because, you know, Springfield. Why did, why did the, okay, why did the citizens care? Like, clearly Mayor Quimby misused funds to take a two-month <laughs> vacation in Aruba. <laughs> well, the town thought he was, they were getting a light rail system to Aruba. Yeah, they couldn't even build dumb. a monorail. Yeah, they are because they couldn't even build a monorail in exactly in, in Springfield. Yep. And next on the agenda in the Citizens Committee uh, on moral hygiene. 
Okay. Man, I, I had to replay this a couple of times too to make sure I heard the word moral and not oral. Because <laughs> yeah. I was like, why would you have a committee on oral hygiene? Um, That's what dentists are for. Uh, or whatever's going on at the burlesque house is wrong. Yeah, moral. Uh, moral. Oral, yes, got it. <laughs> um, so so Marge, and Flan- Marge uh, the Flanders, and uh, the Lovejoys take the stage. And Marge says she is here to tell her tell a story about her moral outrage, but it's not about that uh, giant inflatable Dos Equis bottle. Wow, name dropping! Do they get paid for that? I hope so. (laughs) And I want to see this giant Dos Equis bottle in the middle of Springfield. Hell yeah! That sounds like a fun time. I know. And she says it's about the house in about a house in town. And Mo's like, "Well, what's wrong with the house? Is it the plumbing?" Well, no, it's a house of ill fame and a house with loose ethics. <laughs> and Kent asks if, the, if there's a building code violation, a drainage issue or surveying error. And Marge yells in frustration that the house is perfectly fine. <laughs> and then Wiggum chimes. It's like, well, stop bad mouthing the house. <laughs> I mean, I, I yeah, I agree. Stop bad mouthing the house and nothing's wrong with it. And Otto agrees, like, yeah, leave the house alone. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, man, that's hilarious. I think it's actually about the physical structure. Like, it's moral hygiene, not, like, about, like, the physical nature of the house. <laughs> but she does, like, to be fair, though, she does keep talking about the house. No, they keep talking about the house. <laughs> no, she says it's a house of ill fame. They just yes. Not what's in the house is of ill fame. The house itself is. No, most most reasonable people would know what she's talking about. <laughs> the, the, the town of Springfield Spring- is not reasonable. No, the town of Springfield is not reasonable. And Marge is like, it's about what's inside the house that's disgraceful. Drinking, drinking, gambling, and debauchery. And it's right under our noses. A secret <laughs> house of burlesque. Um, Yeah, I feel like the whole town knows about this house. Yeah, yeah Marge was is, Marge is the only one that didn't know. Yeah, and the Flanders. Well, no, even like the Flanders and the Lovejoys knew. Well, yeah. I guess after Skinner told 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 them, them yeah. about it, yep. but even Skinner knew. Yep, Skinner already knew. Yep, and the crowd seems to be shocked. And as so, as they're painting over the crowd, it looks like Ruth Powers is actually one of the citizens at the meeting. Yeah, they keep bringing her back every once in a while, and as a background yeah. background yeah. character. And so Marsh pulls down a projector screen. And Quimby quickly steps in and says, all right, uh, I think this, uh, I think we are a strong enough town to ignore this issue. (laughs) It's clearly, clearly Quimby knows what's going on. And uh, he says, let's give no more scrutiny to the house and its clientele of loyal perverts. (laughs) And so Reverend Lovejoy says, this problem goes farther than Eugene and Rusty. And we get two like hillbilly guys. Okay. Cool. That was weird. That is a weird random one-off. Yep. Um, so Marge is like, all right, time to show the picture. Like, who was taking these pictures? Um, uh, Marge? They were? Her? I think she was. She was just standing outside their burlesque house yeah. taking these photos. And then I love the fact that all they did, they didn't blur out the faces. They just put a black bar in front of their eyes. Yep. Yeah. Like, why? Everybody knows who these people are when you see them walk out. Dude, so, you could blur out a Simpson. You could blur out their faces and we still know who they were. Yeah, I know. 
So the people that we see pictures of are Dr. Hibbert, Julius, <laughs> Chief Wiggum, Clancy, Seymour Skinner, and both Superintendent Chalmers <laughs> and his mom yell at him. Skinner. Seymour. Or Patty. And Selma's like, Patty? So this is the first hint, clearly, that Patty is a lesbian. Oh, I mean, well, yeah, I guess. Unless, like, they this is... met, unless they had men at these shows, but I don't think they did. No, I think it was all women. Because mostly men were going in there anyways. Yeah. Uh, Cletus. And then Barney. Uh, and, but I love how everyone just remains silent. And Mo's like, oh, oh, Barney. oh, Barney. Honestly, Mo should be pissed. Because Barney isn't drinking at Mo's. Unless, unless Barney is going to both places. Yeah, which he he's could an alcoholic. He's going to both places. Yeah. And then Wiggum, Wiggum again. And Wiggum's <laughs> like, that's not fair. He already did me. <laughs> oh, God. That's great. So the next picture is Smithers walking out. And so Burns see, like Burns is like, Waylon? And he seems more confused than outrage. And Smithers explaining. He's like, my, my parents insisted I give it a try, sir. So clearly this is another hint that he's gay. Yep. Yeah. And also I'd like to point out that in this in this scene, so Smithers says that his parents, you know, told him to do it. And then but in a later episode, he states that his father sacrificed himself when Smithers was an infant, and his mother and his mother is only mentioned once. Yeah, so they wouldn't he wouldn't have met okay. Unless he had foster parents. I mean this picture obviously was clearly just taken yeah. in the last week yeah so his parents wouldn't be alive to tell him that he should try that to not be gay yeah so clearly it's a uh he's trying to lie his way through this yeah and so mayor quimby is the next slide and his wife expresses outrage and quimby's like oh that could be any mayor <laughs> uh-huh but we'll learn we'll learn that uh his wife probably shouldn't be as outraged as she is. Yep. And so Marge is like, I rest my case. Okay. So Quimby stumbles for a minute and says, in light of this evidence that he was fully aware of, yeah, he takes a vote on getting rid of the house. And so Marge, the Lovejoys, and the Flanders are the only ones to raise their hands in favor of demolishing the house. And then Marge, go, Marge goes, uh-huh. <laughs> And then everybody is guilted into raising their hands. And so Jasper and Abe are at the back of the meeting. And Jasper's like, are they talking about the bordello? And Grandpa's like, no, the burlesque house. Just keep your mouth shut. Isn't bordello just another word for burlesque? Or is that another word for like strip club? I think so. It sounds really familiar. I know what, like, I've heard the word bordello. Oh, brothel. Yeah. So yeah, that's basically a sex house. Yep. So so yes, they are they're Turk they, they aren't talking about the prostitutes. No, they are not. So there's uh, another prostitution ring in the city of Springfield yeah, if Jasper clearly. knows about it? Apparently. It's like they're not talking about the bordello, are they? No, <laughs> no, 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 no. Just the burlesque house. Don't worry, Jasper, you'll still get your sexy time. Yeah. So the town hall then turns into an angry mob that goes to the burlesque house and Skinner's like, uh, there's no justice like angry mob justice. 
And Lenny's like, I'm going to burn all the historic memorabilias. I do like, I uh, I do like to point out the fact that when Homer originally goes to, goes to the burlesque house to find Bart, he sees a picture of uh, Dwight D. Eisenhower. Yes. I forgot, we forgot, I forgot to mention, we forgot to mention that. So like, clearly this is kind of a famous place. If a yeah, president. A, yeah, it's been around for, for a very long time. Um, and so Mo, and Mo continues, I'm going to take me home a toilet. <laughs> he needs another one of those. But then groundskeeper Willie is like, there a better be two. I mean, it's a big house. There's probably like five. Yeah. And so Bell over the intercom. Oh, I'm sorry. The mob stops outside the gate and Ned rings the doorbell. And then Bell over the intercom is like, who is it? Ned's like, uh, it's an angry mob, ma'am. Could you step outside for a twinkle while we knock down your house? A twinkle? <laughs> Fuck. I don't know. It's Ned. He says yeah. weird things. And then Bell tells, tells him, well, oh, wait a minute. And Revel and Joy uh, uh, prize the gate open with his crowbar. He's like, oh, we're not waiting for this crap. Yeah. And uh, Bell meets meets the angry mob outside. And Helen Lovejoy tells Bell to move aside and calls her a two-bit proprietress. <laughs> uh I am an entrepreneur. Get it right. <laughs> no, no, no. She, she's an entrepreneur's. <laughs> yeah. I and just wrote Sci- down entrepreneur because entrepreneur's sounds weird. <laughs> yeah. And Sideshow Mel tells her to shut up because we're wasting valuable smashing time. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of true, but she doesn't want her house to get burned down, you know. Yeah. And the mob starts destroying the property and Bart tells Homer that they can't let this happen to bell and tells homer we got to do something and homer yells to the crowd to stop and the camera shows hans mole man with a <laughs> flaming bow and arrow it's like hurry up <laughs> where great. did he even find that it's hans mole man man yep yeah and homer says uh sure we could tear down this house and the crowd goes back to smashing down the house it's like well stop 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 we could tear this house down, but we'd be tearing down a part of ourselves. And uh, he's like, Homer's like, you could close down Moe's or the quickie mart and nobody would care. But the heart and soul of Springfield's in our Mason derriere. And uh, Bell, Bell co- comes in. He's like, we're the sauce on your steak. We're the cheese on your cake. We put the spring in Springfield. By the way, it's in your cake, not on your cake. Oh, sorry. Because it's a cheesecake. <laughs> sure. You don't sprinkle a little American cheese on your cake? No. Okay. On your cheese? What is wrong with you? <laughs> uh, and the dan- dancers come. It's like, we put the lace on your nightgown. The point after touchdown. <laughs> yes, we put the spring in springfield um and then bell's like we're that little extra spice that makes existence extra nice a giddy little thrill at a reasonable price and love just like her only major quarrel with your total lack of morals (laughs) our skimpy costumes ain't so bad they seem to entertain your dad and we see Lovejoy's dad hanging out the top. <laughs> Is top that supposed window. to be Lovejoy's dad or just somebody's dad? No, his dad. It looks like him. <laughs> just an older version of him. Okay. 
that dude that's fucking hilarious yeah the the pastor's the pastor's dad is at a burlesque house <laughs> and bell bell and the dancing girl's like the gin in your martini the clams on your linguine yes we keep the boing in springfield so they use uh bumblebee man's uh antenna <laughs> to do yeah. the boing then uh wiggum crusty and skinner we remember our first visit and creamy's like the service was exquisite why, Joseph, I had no idea. Come on now, you were working here. See? She has no right to be outraged. Yes, Mayor Quimby's wife used to work there. And the, this uh, this makes Quimby's wife her second appearance in The Simpsons. And her yep. first was Bart Gets Famous. Yep. So that's, that's pretty cool. And Grandpa and Jasper, <laughs> without it, we'd have had no fun since March of 1961. So this has been around for uh, 35 years. Yeah, well, longer, I'm sure. Yeah, well, when they, was, they, when they, was they, had, they haven't had no fun. Yeah, 1961, that's 35 years. Yeah, but uh, they, without it, they'd have had no fun. But it's not that it hasn't been around longer than that. Uh, so, Dwight D. Eisenhower was president from 53 to 61. Exactly. So, it could have been around in 53, for all yeah. I know. Yeah. And so, you know, Bart's like, to shut them down now would be twisted. <laughs> we get Jimbo, Dolphin, Kearney. We just heard this place existed. And then the dancers come out. Where the highlights in your hairdo. Who's <laughs> the extra arms on Vishnu? So don't take the... And then Barney uh, opens a oh. jack-in-the-box. <laughs> Boring! In Springfield. And no, then, no, no. They don't say in Springfield. Oh. It says don't take the... And then Barney opens the jack in the box. Yeah, and then some men, we won't take the... And then Slideshow Mel uses blow slide whistle. And everyone's like, yes, let's keep the... Then Mo crashes uh, two garbage cans leads together in Springfield. Well, it wasn't even just that. It was it was that, Barney burping, two guys chest bumping. Yeah. Also, so uh, the other thing, too, is one of the dancers looks like Cookie Kwan. I know that was maybe, maybe she decided to become a real estate agent after the burlesque <laughs> house closed. Maybe we'll see how long it takes us to find cookie Kwan. Yes. That'd be, that'd be great. And uh, so the song ends and dad's like, well, I'm convinced the house stays and Lovejoy, Lovejoy's like, this house is a very, very, very fine house. <laughs> now that is a reference to the Crosby stills Nash and young song our house yep our so, house in the middle of the street yep. oh wait that's uh good times right yeah. Yeah. yeah um and then now we see marge crashing through the gates uh in a bulldozer and some of the citizens you know have to stop her because she's gonna destroy the house yeah and homer asks marge what are you doing and it's like and did you hear the like, song did you hear the song and uh, Marge says, no, because I had to go rent the bulldozer. <laughs> what, are you, what are you thinking? Why and, do we uh, need a bulldozer? They were just going to burn the house down anyways. Yeah, come on. Well, Marge wanted to go that extra mile. That's fair. And Ned, Ned tells Marge that they changed their mind. And Wiggle says, yeah, we love the house now. But half the town, about the majority of the town already loved the house. Yeah. What do you, what do you mean now? <laughs> Everybody loved the house. You guys were just being assholes. Yeah. And Marge's like, what about the sleaze and the depravity? And I was like, <laughs> Helen's like, eh, it was a convincing song. It's like, 
Yeah, there were kicks and everything. <laughs> okay. And Marge asked if uh, they could sing a song, if they could sing the song again. <laughs> and it's like, no, nah, it was kind of one of those spur of the moment type songs. <laughs> yeah. Which, which it was. Yeah. yeah. And Marge's like, well, I also have a song to sing. Don't make up your mind until you hear both songs. Morals and ethics and carnival forbearance. And then so, she hits the hits the little like brake release on the on the bulldozer and it yeah. smashes the house. Yeah. And, so uh, the way she sings that song is a reference to uh hold on. Uh God, what's the name of the I think it's supposed to be from uh, Mary Poppins. Oh, I don't uh, I don't know. I don't got that one. No, I haven't. Uh oh, my favorite things. These are a few of my favorite things. Oh, okay. Where is that I, from? I, a song? I don't know. You've never I, heard I a can't... few of my favorite things? I have heard of it. I don't know where it comes from, though. Why don't you know this? Because I don't know. Because I didn't grow up in the 1920s. <laughs> Sound of music. Okay, cool. <laughs> Another old-timey song that the Simpsons pulled from. Perfect. <laughs> So they're uh, on par for they're on of par all, for a lot course. of people have seen the sound of music. That is that is a very popular <laughs> reference. <laughs> I've never Julie seen Andrews, it, come so. on. Alright, so Reverend Lovejoy sarcastically thanks Marsh for crashing the bulldozer <laughs> and says that that was their only burlesque house. <laughs> and Bell sarcastically says, I love it when you stop by, Marge. Next time we can get together at your house. <laughs> and Marge apologizes again and asks if there's a way she can make make up for uh, destroying the house. And Bart uh, Bart tells Marge, "There's a way." <laughs> and uh, now we see Marge on stage, and she has a puppet of herself trying to warm up the crowd at at a burlesque house. Yeah. And Marge uh, Marge tells a horrible joke, and Homer yells at Marge, "Take it off!" <laughs> And Bart comes out to tell her, you've been warned. And uh, Homer kicks and screams, you know, out, out the door. Yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah, then we get an inter instrumental version of We Put the Spring in Springfield that plays over the credits. Yeah. I I really, I really enjoy this episode. I think it's great. Um, but the the B plot, I eh, it is what it is. It really didn't. Like, basically, the whole point of the B-plot was to drive the A-plot to get Bart to work at the burlesque house. But as we were talking about, you know, just a couple of minutes ago, why, like, it's a weird punishment for Bart. And, like, the whole, you know, Belle's like, oh, punish your son for breaking my gargoyle. But, like, she would have never have known if Homer is like, okay, I'll punish him. And then she just walks away. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's just so, like, if she had been like, I want him at my house to do some work. Like she should have told Homer, I want him punished by coming to the house to do some work. That would have made more sense. At least yeah. instead of Homer be like, Oh, I'm going to do like, it was a super weird, but it's fun. I like it. Uh, it's got some memeable moments. Um, I, I'm going to give it a four sprinkles. Uh, I love the song. I always like, again, this is on the soundtrack. Usually, you know, those, those go a long way for me, but like, I just, I don't know, man. It's, it's a really good, it's a solid episode, um, but for mm, sprinkles. Yep. So yeah, I'm with you for them sprinkles. Um, yeah, I love the song. 
Love the burlesque house stuff. I love that Bart, you know, sitting at the at the front entrance <laughs> when Grandpa walks in, Grandpa walks out. Yeah. I mean, that's absolutely fantastic. Does your father know you're working? <laughs> it was his idea. Yeah. Um, but since we do rate episodes on the full episode, not just, you know. Yeah. So since we judge uh, the whole episode on the whole, I'm going to go four and sprinkles as well. Um, I mean, great. I mean, the, the burlesque house stuff is fantastic. The song's yes. great. Homer's great. Comes out wearing a uh, paper <laughs> bag, his pants. I have misplaced um, my pants. I don't know how you do that. Couldn't you just run up to his room and grab another one? But you know how it goes. You lose your pants. You got to find the nearest thing, especially when the doorbell rings. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm going to go for him sprinkles. So uh, let's close it off with uh, where you I'm sorry. No. Let's close it off with our character profile. And this week we have the lovely, the ancient Belle. She's no last 52. Name. No, she's been there since 50. She's been there 52 years. Yeah, she could be 52 years old. That's not ancient. She could have been there since she was a baby. Okay, fair enough. I guess, yeah, if she's... Uh, Marge is 37. She grew up in Springfield. Okay, fair enough. Okay. The lovely gray-haired Belle. She has gray hair already. Or she dies yes. at that color. Who knows? Anyway, so one thing I like to point out before we uh, talk about Miss Bell here is she was voiced by Tress McNeil. Um, they actually tried to find a guest voice for the role. Oh. But um, after a long search, they just couldn't come up with it. So uh, Tress McNeil, who does, uh, if you guys don't know, she does uh, uh, Miss Kerbopple. Yeah. Um. Decided just to do to do Bell as well and call no, it a day. She doesn't do Kerbopple. Didn't she Marcia, do Kerbopple? Uh, Marcia does Kerbopple. Oh, who does who does Trace McNeil do? A lot of different voices. Okay, I thought it. Was, why did I think Kerbopple? No, because know. she's still alive. There's a reason Enda's not on the show anymore. Yeah, I can't remember. Anyway, so Bell. Back to Bell. Her occupation: entrepreneurs. Uh, tasks provides cheeky fun entertainment for the gentlemen of Springfield and, and, and Patty. She can go yes. in there too. Uh, teaching young boys values such as responsibility and accountability. Her age, 52. Generation in Springfield, six. Fashion, burgundy hoop skirts, black shawls, and fishnet stockings. Okay, so some of the voices McNeil does are Agnes Skinner, Lunch Lady Doris, Dolph, Lindsay Nagel, Cookie Kwan, which is ironic, yeah. uh, and Boobarella. That's uh, her Boobarella. Wikipedia. Boobarella. Nice. All right. Um, and she loathes having her house destroyed by angry mobs. I mean, yeah, I think who that's wants? everyone. I think everyone might be kind of upset with that. Yes. So. You guys can come check us out on Instagram, The Simpsons Did It Pod. You can head over to Facebook, The Simpsons Did It Podcast. Make sure to uh, follow us on those two platforms. Uh, make sure to check out our podcast everywhere podcasts are heard. Um, if you're on Spotify, make sure to follow us on there. Um, that helps our numbers. If you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, make sure to subscribe and uh, rate us. You know, five stars is nice and a little review would be awesome. That help, helps us go a long way. Um, if you don't listen on podcasting platforms, you can listen to us as well on YouTube um, at the Simpsons Data Podcast. Make sure to subscribe and comment and give us a little thumbs up on there. That would be great. Um, if you guys like to leave us some feedback, head over to your cell phone, dial 612-584-0986. 
check out our awesome voicemail message and leave us a voicemail. So until next time, I'm Steven Skolansky. And I'm Robert Skolansky. And this has been The Simpsons Did It. Shh.